recipe for a successful project requires effective cost and material planning up front. Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by Builder Trend. I'm your co-host, Zach Watovich, and here we'll learn to simplify and organize the way you run your construction business and make meaningful changes to achieve your goals. There's a better way to plan your projects, the Builder Trend way. This season, my co-host Brett Jones and I dive deep into the strategies to start projects the right way. In this episode, we'll zero in on methods to accurately forecast your costs and materials so you have what you need when you need it for your builds. Welcome to The Better Way. Zach Watovich here with Brett Jones. Brett, episode four. Episode four. Let's get into it. Planning costs and materials is the topic of today. A very important part of running a construction company is making sure that you know what your budgets are and that your materials are getting there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Builder Trend has a lot of features that relate to the material and cost planning side. So where do we start? What can we do? Yeah, I think the first thing is, you know, obviously everybody wants accurate real-time job costing, but that comes kind of the back end. Um, and that's how, you know, you get to that result by leveraging things in Builder Trend, such as bid packages, purchase orders, right? Within each one, you can have reminders and deadlines associated with them. The best part about our bids and purchase orders is you don't necessarily need a sub or vendor active within Builder Trend. You just need a valid email address on their file. That way you can actually release it directly to their email. They can bid on it through their email and retroactively pull back into Builder Trend for you. Fantastic, fantastic tool. Yeah, great point. Your collaborators in Builder Trend don't always need to be logging in. And that's a great way to onboard people onto the system to get them familiar with your process and your technology bids and purchase orders purchase orders will kind of save for episode five so leaving that one hanging there so bids getting numbers builders obviously have a desire to kind of see what the market is demanding for these material and costs and the more you can proactively send out bids to inform your budget the more effective you're going to be when it comes to hitting your numbers but that means that you need your subs to participate. And so not them not having to log in or anything, they get an email for them to fill out the information should make the planning phase a little bit smoother for everybody involved. And it's a great way to introduce them. They can sign up for Builder Trend through that bid if they so choose. For some people, it might not make sense to, like a vendor or something. Maybe they don't need to log in and check schedules and do other things on the, pro- on the project. But for your subs that you're using regularly, we talked about last episode, you know, maybe you're, you're always using the same individuals for different parts of the projects. You can create a standardized system of here are the bids that I'm going to be sending you for each time we have this plan or this project uh, to get numbers to make sure I'm getting the most up-to-date costs and everyone's getting paid. So there is some other features that you can use with bidding that I'm, I'm interested to kind of get into with you, which is the ability to template bids. Have you ever worked with bidding templates in your time? Is that something that is a process that you're familiar with? Yeah, absolutely. I preach it every single time. Should come no surprise at this point that uh, I preach templates like it's nobody's business. You got it tattooed on on your arm, <laughs> Builder Trend <laughs> templates. I really do. Templates are huge and bidding templates are no different. I remember getting a lot of feedback from builders saying though, like, well, the scope of the project changes. So how can I set up a bid template? The scope of the project absolutely changes, but you're still going to bid out demolition. You're still going to bid out framing, right? You can usually anticipate what you're going to bid out versus what you might handle internally from a labor standpoint. Great point. What should I actually include inside of the bid template then? Like what, what needs to be inside of it? What can I even anticipate or, or have ahead of time so that things are ready to roll? 
Yeah, I would say it's three big things. Um, the title of the bid package. What's it for? Yep, exactly. So let's say demolition. Then you have the cost codes associated mm. with that particular bid package. So if you're typically, you know, let's let's not take demolition. Let's do uh, plumbing. Within the plumbing bid package, you might have plumbing ground, rough, and final. Three different cost codes you can associate every single time because that's how you like to break out your budget. And then on top of that, the third item is that you can associate the subs and vendors that might be associated with that, right? So you say, hey, I'm going to send this out to five subs and vendors. You don't know which one you're going to use, but that's okay. You can still associate them regardless. I'll add one more piece to the terms and conditions of the bid. Great point. So in the description you're always kind of sending the same kind of messaging. Mm -hmm. Hey, this bid is for uh, these terms. Please get your number in by this date. And, and they know consistently, this is kind of the expectations. I, I think a lot of people make a mistake when they send bids through builder trend by not putting additional context in the description, they get an email and it's just blank. But the, it doesn't tell the sub anything about what the project's for. You can get ahead of so much of that by having the template pre-filled out with everything that the project person needs to know about the project. And so much of that is the same thing from job to job. So mm -hmm. you can really literally populate it with the data. But I love that you brought up the cost codes. That's something that we haven't gotten into yet on this season that I think is worth a discussion from a planning standpoint when it comes to cost coding, like what is that used for in builder trend? What, and I'm going a little bit off script here. So, but <laughs> I see the opportunity in front of me. What are some of our best practices when it comes to cost coding and, and how does that pull into planning? Yeah. So to ask another follow-up question, what do you want to know specifically about cost codes? Cause it's definitely a rabbit hole. Um, are you looking for like a typical process around cost codes? What typical cost codes look like? You don't any have builder? any best practices that you would, well, put I onto your customers when it comes to cost codes as far as what are the things that you will what would a user use cost codes for oh well cost codes are the basis of anything financially related within your company i've worked with clients that have phenomenal cost coding and have in turn accurate real-time job costing so they can see what their estimate was what their actuals are and what they're planning on spending um, and then ultimately see if there's any variances in there right so you can make those adjustments later on and then get better with estimating over time but then i've seen people where they have no insight into their financials and at the end of the year they say yep we're in the green we're good to go we can pay our employees let's do the same thing next year yeah they look at their p l and we're making money we're good yeah i think the planning piece of your cost code that is worth emphasizing is by having a set of cost codes that you work with, it's like a language for your company. You're creating a consistent budgeting process. Absolutely. So that when you're looking at your financials, you're not surprised. You don't see any outliers. It always looks the same, which means you can start to notice when things are off. Absolutely. So we always try to encourage people not to like, add new cost codes without really thinking about it, right? Yep. Making sure that that everybody is familiar with those cost codes. Because like taking this bidding example, you're going to have someone who's doing the bidding. You might have somebody who's doing the procurement. You might have somebody who does the accounting. You might have somebody who does the sales. Well, those four different roles, if they're all looking at the numbers differently, like how are they going to be able to manage the project, right? Right. So the, a lot of this all ties together. There's a really obvious, or not obvious, there's a really, there's a right way to do it from a, a, a flow standpoint. For sure. It starts with the cost codes, but it pulls into the bid template. 
so that now you're using the same cost codes, you're getting your numbers that flows back into your budget and ultimately makes you really good at handling builder trends, financial systems, right? Yep. When we get back into bidding, when we talk about the, the process of setting up bid templates, what are some other things that builders might be missing when it comes to their, their bidding process? You know, we'll just dial in on bids a little further. Yeah, I would say that builders often ask for similar bids across most projects, right? Create a lot of consistency of those terms, conditions, structure, deadlines. Um, and then ultimately you can link these to your schedule as well. So if you have bids that need to come in at a particular point in time, you can actually, instead of choosing an arbitrary deadline date, you can actually link it to a particular schedule item. And that way, if that schedule item changes, obviously that bid package deadline will change in conjunction with it. Yeah, a bit of a moving target about when you need those things. But I, I've had builders do it a lot of different ways too. Maybe you want all your bids up front. So they just link it to the first schedule item mm -hmm. and it's 90 days out. You still want to have those things tied together, but it isn't necessarily required to have it at different phases. It just kind of depends on the way you handle things and, and move everything throughout the project. When we get into the actual budgeting features and the capabilities, you know, we were, we were talking about that with, from a cost code standpoint. Could you just you know, give me kind of a, a summary of how builders use uh, builder trend financial features for more effective cost planning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, creating bids is obviously first and foremost, but then you can also establish your selections and allowances. Make sure you're using your cost codes for those. And then ultimately setting up POs to help paint a clearer picture of what the project will actually cost from the start. Yeah. So we when we talked about selections previously, we didn't really go into an allowance aspect and it it goes back to our philosophy of of trying to be ahead of the curve and that you can delete things a lot easier than you can to create it allowances you probably have the most common buckets of funds that you are giving your clients yep. in order to go out and spend template it absolutely right but make sure it's cost-coded Absolutely. Yep. Everything should have a cost code. There's also an option there to do flat fee, which automatically categorizes builder trend flat fee. Flat fee. You never want to use that just because it's not very specific as to what it's going to cost you and ultimately what you're spending at the end of the day. Actually, I will go into people's accounts when I'm working with them and change the default settings pretty often to only use cost codes as yeah. the default. So you don't accidentally start using builder trend flat fee in certain places. Like if you're creating an invoice and you're not itemizing it, you don't know what you actually charge that customer for what, right? Yep. It makes it even harder to track that information. Uh, really important piece is make sure you are consistently using the cost codes throughout on allowances, bids, the estimate, invoicing. I mean, all of it ties together to making sure that it's clear of what items am I actually managing in this particular piece. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest takeaways from Builder Trend as a whole is obviously project management tools are pretty easy wins. A lot of people can, you know, kind of limp along and integrate that right away. But one of the biggest things that I focus on while being on site is the financial tools within Builder Trend, just pulling everything together that for them and showing them that, hey, this is how the financial tools work exactly for your particular company. Bids, purchase orders, standard cost codes, making sure those are built out appropriately, using them for change orders, using them for your selections allowances. They can all tie together and it gives you so much insight into your financials. One last point here I want to make before we call it an episode is the idea of how do we maximize our ability to plan for costs and materials? What's the 
recommended practice for people um, from a, a high level to be able to really get the most out of these these material planning features? Yeah, I think it's uh, just collaboration. Let clients log in and view deadlines, subs to approve purchase orders and bids, and check schedules, assign to-dos, helping to facilitate the communication between people working on that particular project. Yeah, it's all about opening up and trusting the people that you work with every day to really, you know, use the system to, to facilitate that network and, and ultimately get everybody on the same page. As we know, so many times people are just assuming things that maybe aren't necessarily correct because there's no place to actually cross check it. Right. So bidding, you know, what has the bid been approved yet? Right. Has the PO been cut yet? All these things can be tracked uh, and are forms of communication just by putting it into the system and, and really making sure that people are, are doing those things to get the most out of the project, the software, and ultimately making your business that much better. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us today on this episode. We really dialed in on bids and the, some of the financial features, and we're going to go just one step further. We kind of avoided it and talk more about the purchasing and the job costing features in the next episode. Join us next time. Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a Builder Trend customer, schedule training to learn more. All listeners, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit buildertrend.com slash podcast to sign up for the email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcasts, The Building Code. Don't miss our final episode this season where we'll showcase how to manage purchasing.